Hey everybody, happy new year. We are back. Well, I'm back. Janae is doing a client onboarding right now, so you're stuck with me. <laughs> Anyways, jumping right into the new year, we're going to be talking about starting a business in 2023. A lot of people were going to be thinking new year, new business, I'm going to get the ball rolling. If you look up online top 10 lists, you're going to see a lot of bullet points on, you know, these are the things you get in order. I have a little bit of a different order on those. Um, I'm going to be going through some of kind of the top 10 things that people would be telling you to do to start a business, but which ones are more important than other ones. It's a new mug I got for Christmas. Okay, reason one, determine your reason for being. It's kind of like your so what statement, like why do you exist or you make this thing, so what? Why does that thing need to be? Why do your business, why does your business need to do the things that it does? Or just, you need to kind of defend your position. I would say this is like really important. This is like at the top of the list because you're gonna be leaning on this, you're kind of so what, your why statement a lot. Um, when you're talking to people potentially for money, when you're talking about building your brand, when you're talking about kind of your social media, everything is kind of in reinforcing the initial kind of this is why we are. So getting that down instead of just being like, nobody thought of combining X and Y together. It's like, okay, that's great. But that cannot support all the other things in the business. So I'd say that's a big one. That's kind of a yes. Um, Two, normally people will be like, oh, draft a business plan, put a business plan together. Yes, yes and no. Um, if you're going to be looking for outside funding, yes, you need a business plan and you need the really like boring, long form. You kind of, ugh, it's like a whole thing. And, but I get it. If you're trying to look for more institutional financing, you're going to have to play by those rules. And those rules are, we need a big business plan. So yes with an asterisk. If you're self-funded, if you're bootstrapping it, if you're just kind of getting one thing off the ground and it's like maybe it's like a t-shirt business or something or you're leveraging something where you're not necessarily needing um, traditional financing or traditional types of um, business support, you know, you probably, you do want a plan. You do want kind of like, okay, this is how we're gonna start. We can see ourselves doing about this much. We wanna expand into X, Y, Z at some point. But those are things you can easily jot down and share with a team on like a Google Doc, you know, and then go back to it and you can refine it and change it as things go along. But I would not put that as a roadblock to starting. Again, unless it's like, oh, we're opening a restaurant and we're gonna need a small business loan for all of our startup costs. So that, in that sense, yes, we're going to need all of that. Three, incorporating your business. Uh, this is another one that I firmly stand behind. I think this is super important. You don't want to mess around with this. You don't want to mess around with the state. You don't want to mess around with the government. Incorporate your business. Get all of your ducks in a row. Um, Google, YouTube, the type of formation, even if you end up kind of changing the way that you're formed later on but make sure you take care of these things. I used Zen Business, that's what the software we use. I have a link in the description that gives you like a $25 gift card, it's like a referral if you end up forming a business through them. But please feel free to use any service. There's also like Atlas, 
um, from Stripe. They're a little pricey. Um, what else? There's um, Corp Corpnet, I think so. I'll put it down in the description. Um, but if you look up like services to help you incorporate, they take care of a lot of the uh, submitting and things like that. And it's just, if you don't know how to do it, but it needs to get done, uh, I would defer it to, to those types of people when it comes to that kind of paperwork. Four, get your paperwork in order. Yes, I, this is kind of like off the incorporating your business. Um, paperwork, like getting an EIN number, submitting uh, like a yearly um, compliance statement with your state, depending on the state you're over in California. Um, stuff like that, that you'd like paperwork, um, business checking account needs some additional paperwork kind of thing. Um, this is another reason why I go back to Zen Business because they take care of all that. And I would definitely opt into the, um, the upsell of like doing it for you, like doing your compliance and all your stuff for you. It's like a smaller upcharge, but it helps me just kind of set it and forget it. Um, business bank accounts, I mean, those are easy. Uh, we have a couple for different kind of purposes, but if a quick Google search business bank accounts, tons of, you know, places are going to offer that. Um, they're generally going to need to see that kind of paperwork, <laughs> um, like an EIN number. Um, and some places might want to see some kind of letter from the state saying that, you know, you're a recognized business with a kind of a business license. Accounting is another kind of part of like getting your stuff in order, your paperwork and stuff like that for like filing taxes. Um, we opted for a tax like consulting service, like an accountant kind of service. So they'll advise us throughout the year on our taxes or on our accounting and then do taxes. Um, they're pricey though. Like, so if you want to save, like it's like two grand a year and just dive into something like QuickBooks it might be easier to just figure it out. Again, YouTube, Google, we started down that road, but then we hit a point where I needed to put my attention elsewhere. So we just went with a service, but QuickBooks, I'm gonna say it's my go-to, even though there are probably cheaper options because it integrates with a lot of stuff. So that makes it a lot easier, like your business bank account and other types of kind of like in and out accounts, like a business credit card even, it will most likely connect with QuickBooks because of their scale. And having stuff automatically connects and you're not kind of copy pasting stuff in is going to make that process a lot smoother. Five, assembling a team. This is critical. And I would like, this is another like strong, yes, this is on most lists and it is a big deal. You need to be good at a lot of things as a founder, but you also need to be good at knowing the things that you are not good at. I know enough to know that I don't know everything. And when I run into something that I don't know, you need to kind of put the egos aside and you need to say, the time it would take me to get proficient at this thing is going to be too much of a distraction from the rest of the business. So I need to leverage my team. I need to bring on a freelancer. Somebody outside of just me is gonna be getting this thing done. And that is one of the biggest, I like preach this all the time. There are so many people that are just like, I'm the founder, I need to do everything or I can't let anything out of my grip because I won't be able to control it and stuff. You, if that is the case, you are only ever going to scale to how large you can do everything. And the minute you can't do something, that's when you're going to get throttled back and you won't be able to scale anymore. So having a team, even if it's not a permanent team, if it's a team of like freelancers that you kind of like grow and shrink as you need, 
A team also gives you other perspectives besides yourself, which again, to know enough to know that you don't know everything is super valuable because you could have the best idea and you think it's the best idea and maybe somebody might think it's not a great idea and instead of just saying you're an idiot, you need to say, okay, why are you saying something different than what I'm thinking? Am I missing something? Is this representing actually what my customer sentiment would be and I'm just kind of not seeing it? You need to be open to things, people, ideas, processes getting done outside of just you. Can't talk enough about that one. Um, okay, point six, funding. Uh, this is another one. This is like, if if it's part of your business, if funding is something that you need to be doing, um, yes, go look for it. But I would also say, take a hard look to see if you can bootstrap it, if you can get it done uh, in another way. We live in a time now in 2023 of almost no barriers to anything. I'm recording this on a phone that if you were to rewind and say, I wanted to do something like this in the early days of the internet, it'd be like, well, you need to get camera equipment. You need to get sound equipment. You need lighting equipment. Like you need to be able to upload these large, large files at some kind of dedicated T1. Like the amount of friction that has been reduced in starting, scaling, uh, everything to do with with business and gaining momentum i think has um has really been reduced to almost just how how creative can you get with the resources and tools that are put in front of you so again this is not saying oh well every type of business i go back to like a restaurant um but if you're saying well i was going to make some kind of apparel or something maybe there's a way to take the kernel of your idea do it on micro scale and then build a community around it and then tap them to help pre-sell something to then fund uh, you know, your next wave. Uh, something other than just saying like, well, I'm gonna not start until I get all this money and then, and then I'm gonna start doing the thing. That is still true for some businesses, but I think if you're willing to get creative, there are a lot of businesses that can go that route. If that is something that's interested to you and you'd like to talk more about that, I'm gonna put a link in the description to our contact page um for our consulting firm because that's something we're good at it's kind of finding the through roads so moving on seven conducting market research this is one i will say you know the funding you know some people want to wait until they get it to start do the market research before you start this is another big one this is also a really big part of your why statement so kind of why you exist that's another reason why doing that is so good because then you find out um, you end up kind of doing market research at that same time because if you're like, well, I have this mug that is perfect for left-handed people, um, but then you were to say, well, I did market research and it turns out um, right-handed mugs are adopted by left-handed people and most people are not going to care that I have a left-handed mug. Um, your market research is maybe going to tell you, hey, Maybe this is not, maybe this left-handed mug is not going to be gang, not going to sell like gangbusters when you're marketing it towards left-handed people like you thought it was going to. It really gives you a pulse of what is your idea going to be like when it's kind of put out into the market before having to kind of spend any, uh, any dollars towards the product. So market research, phenomenal. Um, 
that's another one that reach out to us if you have an idea, need some help. Um, point eight. Eight. Stay on brand. Um, this goes right back, this super important point. This goes back to market research and finding your reason for being, your why statement. Because as you grow, as you kind of bring on other people and you have marketing and you have dev people and you have sales, staying on brand is going to make sure that you don't dilute kind of the DNA or the fabric of what makes your brand your brand or your company your company. And if you don't have a really strong, this is why we exist, this is what our brand stands for, this is what our brand doesn't stand for, and can take that and succinctly give it to each of your people as they go off and do their own tasks, your core brand is going to be your brand, but then your marketing is going to feel really off base until people get back to like your website maybe that, that you designed. Or they're going to see an ad and it's going to bring in the wrong type of people because it's not really part of your brand. And then when they land on your site, they're not going to convert because it was getting people that did not actually resonate with the core brand. So staying on brand as you kind of go from just being a singular person on your soapbox talking about your brand is super duper important. And it Again, it's all part of this kind of why statement, market research um, that you would want to do before you put anything into motion to make sure you have a very strong foundation as you scale. Because um, a poor foundation could probably support one or two stories before it crumbles, but a phenomenal foundation will keep supporting it all the way up. Ooh, it's a good analogy I just made up. Um, nine, embrace change. This is a great one. I support this one a lot. Embrace change in both your company and the market. Um, I like to think, and I'm not the first person to say this, that the only constant, nope, that the only thing that stays the same is that things change. Like the only constant is change. I'm sure there's somebody that said it much better. Insert. Um, you need to be like, okay, I had left-handed mugs. The market was blowing up with people buying it somebody did an expose piece how they're just right-handed mugs and now my sales are tanking well you're not just going to close up shop you have to embrace change and maybe you take this off and now it's a dual handed mug you're 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 most likely not going to just stick with the original pitch and the original idea all the way through you're going to have to iterate you're going to have to change and it it needs to be something that you're okay with um at, you know, that just really, there's no way to get around that, that you need to be okay with continuing to move forward and iterate and change. And if you get stuck with one thing and then that thing is in the past, then, then you're in the past. Um, and number 10, top. This is like, if I could have a top 10 list that was just a top one list on, hey, this is what you should do when you're starting a business, it would be this, prepare to improvise. I don't know why on this particular list that I'm riffing off of, they put it at number 10, but this would be like at the top. This would be at uh, next to every single one. Being good at improvising and saying, well, here's the problem. I don't necessarily know how to do that, but we're gonna figure it out. Either I'm gonna figure it out, I'm gonna bring somebody in to figure it out because at, at the other side of that, where your customer is happy with your product and you've made a great sale, they're not going, wow, what a great product, I'm so happy with it, 
but did the founder know how to do SEO? Because that's really gonna affect the way that I feel about this product. No, they bought the product, they are happy. It doesn't matter how you got to that finish line, but you got there. So improvising, being able to look at the problem and break it down and say, how am I gonna get there? Is it me? Is it somebody else? Am I gonna learn something? Am I gonna do something? Am I reaching out to somebody else? Then, you know, talking about embracing change, improvising is like embracing change, staying on brand. But if your brand changes, if you fee see opportunity somewhere else and you're like, oh, if we do a slight pivot, we have that market, boom. I, I didn't plan for that, but we improvised and now we're growing even more. Um, the, well, I don't know how to blank, like that kind of thought as I was thinking about it, that, that phrase, that doesn't exist um, in a startup. That, that is how you kind of dwindle into non-existence or the company just kind of fizzles out um, because, I don't know, because improvising is like 95% of this. <laughs> um, and, and saying yes, taking the opportunity, figuring out how to do it if you don't, learning how to make your skills better um, if you do. It's just, you know, it's about believing in yourself and I don't know. I feel like that's the quickest and easiest. It sounds so simple, but like putting that into practice is such a big thing. So that would be my top tip, <laughs> my top one list. Uh, yeah. Well, that'll wrap it up for today's video. Please let me know what you thought down in the comments. If you have another arrangement of your top, of this top 10 list, please let me know if you have stuff that you want to throw in that you think is more important than other ones. I'd love to have a conversation about it. Like I said, um, on the Zen business, I put the link in the description. If you want to check that out, great place for all the business documentation and formation. Um, I put our contact list for our consulting firm. If there's anything you need want to talk through or figure out, we could do like a free consultation kind of thing and see where you're at. Um, yeah, I will see you on Friday. And until then, it's business as usual.